They betrayed and slapped and spat upon the harbinger of peace. They denied the very fact that they had known him. So, hey, folks, I've got a very special guest on the show today, Bonnie Keene. Uh, Dove Award winner, five Grammy-nominated uh, singer. She's part of this project that um, that we did with my dad, and we're just so glad to have her on the show today to talk about um, her musical journey and also uh, how it was working together. So, hey, Bonnie. Hey, it's great to be with you. Yeah. So, look, we've uh, we've had uh, a fun time. Everybody being at home, struggling with technology. Uh, this is an interesting time to, uh, for some mm-hmm. of us, we've always been working from home in studios and and grappling with tech. But now everybody has to do that. So how are you how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm very thankful for technology right now, and and a bit daunted by having to learn more of it than I ever thought I would. <laughs> Just stay in touch with everybody. I well. Have. Hopefully, if things settle down, we're going to all come out with some new skills. Yes, that's a good way to look at it. Yes. I like that. Because uh, you mentioned <laughs> to me that you are, uh, you know, part of your, your um, you have students at Lipscomb that you're coaching. and Yes. And so now you have to do it over the, the interwebs. Over the interwebs, yes. I have 16 private commercial and musical theater students this semester at Lipscomb University. So we are figuring this out together. Um, we're zooming a lot. That's true. Well, we're and, zooming right here too. So and we're zooming right now. I yeah. love I love that show, Zoom. You remember Zoom? I'm on a Zoom, a Zoom, a Zoom. All right, I was, I was in the '70s. You know, okay. Uh, Little did we know. <laughs> yes. So you, uh, I love your singing. I love your voice. We actually just saw you the, uh, a few months ago at Christ Pres during the. Uh, the the Messiah. Oh, I didn't know you were going to be goodness. in it. And I'm like, oh look, there's Bonnie. Um, and I see you everywhere. You've you've done such great stuff, uh, just historically in your career. But the things that I've seen you in recently, in, in theater productions, and uh, but talk about what got you into music uh, from the earliest early days. Earliest early days. Yeah, like as as a child. I was I was four. My mom tells me this, but I'm, I'm assuming it's relatively true she said I would hear um, a melody and I would go to this little piano they had and I would just start playing it by ear so she said aha I think she has an ear for music so I started studying classical piano studied for 13 years growing up and then began doing lots of theater in the middle of that growing up here in Nashville and so you're a Nashville native I was born in St. Thomas Hospital there aren't many of us but I'm a native yes about that yeah. And um, my life continues, my career continues to be a journey of um, interesting grace, um, places I never thought I would work, things I never thought I would experience, the producers I've been able to work with and other musicians and actors. Um, I never finished college and now they call me a professor, which is hilarious to me. Um, so there's hope for the rest of I us. I have a life degree. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so all of us yeah. college dropouts were... were <laughs> we went to college on the road. Uh, so you grew up yes. in Nashville, and uh, you, you got some musical you know, background in your family. So were you just all through school doing all the plays and singing and, and yep. everything? Yeah. And, and yep. you, so you did go to college, though, somewhere. I went for one year and, and went on the road. Then yeah. I went for one semester, and I went back on the road, and then yeah. I began working professionally. Were you studying? And I did never you, stopped. Did you enter into college with a music major? 
a music and theater double major. Ah, right. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Here in town? Right now. In Memphis State. Okay, cool. And awesome. And then I went. To, then I went to New York and joined an all-girl band, which was a whole saga. I won't okay. even go into detail, but <laughs> well, <laughs> get, we tell us horrible. a little bit about horrible. that. That sounds fun. Um, it was. Oh my word! We did a lot of Donna Summer. We did a lot of disco music. It. They tried to market us and get us a record deal, but it, it all fell apart. But it was hilarious. We literally traveled all over. Canada, the States, Mexico. We got kicked out of some places. It was hilarious. Oh, that's great. Honestly, it was called Foxy. There are no pictures online. I've scoured to make sure. Um, so, oh, yeah, sure. You've but, gone and scrubbed them all. You've, I, no, I didn't scrub them, but thankfully nobody put anything out there. But um, uh, it was called Foxy, the All-American Girl Band. And we were horrible. And I was one of the lead singers, myself and another Asian singer who was wonderful. She was adorable. But the two of us, it was like, I'm about five foot 11. She was about five foot one. We were the two lead singers. We had every nationality you can think of represented in the band, and none of us were very good at it. But we played five hours a night in these smoky clubs. I mean, it's just funny to think about it now. So you were um, in New York, and, and were you while you were yeah. up there, were you trying your hand at uh, Broadway and stuff like That's that? That's what I wanted to do. I was trying to make enough money to study in New York, but I never did. I never did. I I had great aspirations, but I ended up coming back to Nashville, working at Opryland, uh, doing jingle work and session work and studio work and working in theaters locally here. And I never went back to New York to live. Well, that's, you know, New York's a tough place. And, and uh, I love yeah. going up there, you know, and we, of course, as a family, we love taking trips there. We sometimes sure. think about living up there, but I definitely, it is a blessing down here in, in Nashville because, mm-hmm. it, because it is a different type of creative community. And yeah. if you find your home somewhere, you don't have to go where everybody goes. Uh, obviously, so you got L.A., you got New York, you got Nashville, um, Nashville St. still. St. Louis, I, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, everywhere, I think. But, you know, and I sort of grew up here, too, so I sort of feel a little bit of, of similarity, although I, I wasn't born here, but I grew up here. And so coming back here is, first and foremost, coming back home. But then you come back home yeah. to a place where there's so many uh, opportunities. I also have done Opryland, so I know what the theme, <laughs> the theme park world yes. is like. But it's listen, it's a great gig. Amazing. Yeah, so oh, tell us tell us about Opryland. What, when, was, what I mean, year, I, when was this? I was 77, 78, 79. Um, I did the I Hear America Singing shows. I did the rock show. I did um, two Broadway reviews, big Broadway reviews, like a 14-piece orchestra at the Opry House. It was amazing, the talented people I met that are still friends of mine a in lot. the industry. And, and thinking like of Gene all the- Miller and, yeah, I mean, so many friends of mine we met there. And sort of grew up together um, here. And it, and what, it was just awesome. And, and, and for people who don't know, the theme park, uh, not every theme park is as awesome as the ones that Gaylord right. really put together. I I, I was amazed yes. as growing up here, going to see these shows and going, wow, look at these people. They all, they're professionals. You just kind of went, wow. And of course you are because it's a gig, you know, I mean, whatever. When I yeah. first started theme park, you know, Opryland shipped me out to Texas and, uh, you know, but I'll hone your craft yeah. and your skill set and just, you know, three or four shows a day. You're going to really find out if you can do it, if you want to do it. Right. 
how to do it well and do, and to try to stay healthy doing it. I think. Did you did you uh, when you were doing uh, I Hear America Sings and all these all these shows? Uh, was this kind of what took up most of your time? Because I mean, yeah. What other time could you have to go and do other gigs around town if well, you're working that much at at a show four the, or five the, times a the day? Great at one of the graces in my life. I mean, the first the first show I was in there was on on the rock stage and it was called Nashville Rush Hour, and we were signed to a record deal in London, England, wow. to an ABC label. They flew us over and we recorded a project in CBS studios. None of us had been in a studio before. I mean, we literally went from the park into the studio and had a project out within about a year and a half. Wow. And I mean, I look back at that. It was, it was a, a very intricate um, vocal harmony driven band. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, we did that, and then I started doing studio work in Nashville. And oh, is this, this when you group... started First Call? Is this is this the next step? That was step? before First Call. Yeah, that was pre First Call. Okay, yeah. so so I, I'm a band chick. I love I love the collaboration. Yeah, that happens in a band and in vocal ensemble work. I love it. So as you were kind of again cutting your teeth in the theme park world, and Opryland is is more than a theme park. It's 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 a you know the, the there were live musicians there tech yes. shows i mean this was broadway and 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 television all located down here in tennessee over there by the river <laughs> um which yeah, is which is was. now a mall sadly enough which is but, now a mall which really upsets me so yeah but it, <laughs> it was it was a great time and and um so so as you were doing this for years and you're starting to venture out into other areas uh when did you kind of kind of move on from from Opryland to the next phase of of your career well I I often say and it's true I've God has really just taken me to the next place without me having a clue what it was going to be I was just um I was very interested in pursuing whatever God would have me do and opening up whatever place that was I was pursuing acting film work commercials I was starting to write songs I was doing some modeling believe it or not at that point I was doing a little bit of everything I could think of. And music was what really took off for me, um, doing studio work, which I had never anticipated. I had never thought about doing that kind of work professionally at all. I ended up being fairly good at it. (laughs) So I met Marty McCall and Melody Tunney in first call doing studio work because we would be called a lot to sing together. And then people started asking us to go on the road with them. And we ended up getting an artist deal and we recorded 14 projects and things just, doors just kind of kept opening that I never saw coming. Was it originally you guys were were called to be session backup singers? Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had all been on the road. I was on the road with Amy Grant for a while, Russ Taft for a while. Um, Marty had a group called Fireworks, which was really a groundbreaking rock Christian group um, before I met him. I'd never been to a Christian concert in my life. I'd never attended one. I didn't know Amy's music. I didn't know anybody's music. Sing your praise to the Lord. Come on, everybody. Stand up and sing one more. Hallelujah. Give your praise to the Lord. So all of a sudden I was working on the road. I thought, oh, this will be great. Um, I met Mike Blanton, who lived next door to me, who managed Amy Grant. And he said, you're a singer. Would you like to go on the road with one of our artists? I'm like, well, yeah. 
Yeah. It was work. Um, and then, you know, my heart just was just so moved that you could sing and write about your faith and, and watching her being on the road with Amy, being on the road with Russ Taff, these amazing artists, uh, it was just unbelievable blessing. And, and to just kind of go to school doing that and then meet Marty and Mel, we were all doing studio work and we decided we didn't want to go on the road anymore. So we marketed ourselves just to do studio work. And we did three sessions a day, most days, 10 o'clock, two o'clock, 6 p.m. every day. We were working all the time. What a, what a time we, that was. I've talked to so many amazing. people, you know, uh, of, of what this. A time. Yeah. It's, it's like the Tin Pan Alley and the, yes. you know, I read all these books that, you know, even reading about the, just the, the sixties and seven stuff, you know, stuff that nobody can relate to now because everything is so decentralized, but it, to, to right. get up in the morning and go to work, it's it, every day. Yeah. Every day. And several things. Cause there's, I mean, that's just something that is lost that. Yes. And maybe it will always just be a golden time and that you can't really try to redo it. Although I love the idea of the, you know, the session rhythm sections, the session, the, yes. you know, you, you watch these great movies like the behind the shadows, standing in the shadows of Motown and, and the, the wrecking crew movies. 20 and, feet from star. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and knowing that these people, um, and you included, you're, you're part of this, this, a community that really was so necessary and still is necessary. That's an interesting way to put it. Well, I think so. Yeah, it, it's it's like you you can't have you can't have the um, you know the, the 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 lead singer can't get up there without having all of the great other things. Uh, but of course, you have also yeah. you have been a lead singer too, and and are. Uh, I mean, you've done your own solo projects, right? Yeah, I have, I have three solo projects that I've worked on. Let me go. I rest my broken heart in thee. I yeah. A lot of solo work that it's just it's so interesting. What you were just saying is what I tell a lot of my students now. It takes them, it takes everybody bringing what they do well to the project to make it work. Um. And well, that's and th the beauty of, of, of collaboration. Everybody brings themselves in firing on every piston they have. And you see what comes out of that. And, and that's just the mystery of music and, and, and theater and all of it, you know, it's the collaborative spirit of it. And what was it like singing at the Grammys? I mean, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> We, we were nominated, first called did so well, so quickly, and it took us all by surprise. We were singing on the Grammys with Sandy Patty during her largest, really her biggest time, her biggest apex of what she was doing. And there we were in rehearsals with, you know, you look out and you see Whitney Houston and Bruce Hornsby and Barbara Streisand and all these people you've listened to your whole life are in the front rows. I remember that was the only time I thought if I could get out of here, I would run. I would run to the nearest door and just run <laughs> right before we went on. I was terrified. But you, but, but it was, awesome. but you, but you love it. Yeah, it's like you kind of can't wait for it to be over so that you can now reminisce how fun it was. But in the you moment, that was the only time I remember because people will say, "Is there any time you really didn't want to go on stage?" That's the only time I can remember where I really went, 
oh no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I'm sure there was also the stress of you got stage directors, you got TV, you got all this stuff that's got to yeah. be right. And it's just, and, and, and you have yeah. to go out there and be creative. So. <laughs> yeah. And it's live. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then of course yeah, you've but done. It was awesome. We did the Johnny Carson show after that. I mean, we did so many things because we were with Sandy. You know, mm-hmm. we were really, really blessed to be with her during that time. Oh, what a great, what so a the great platform for artist. us was just, yeah. I mean, just grace, lots of grace, but lots of hard work. You're right. And life on the road with, we all had young children under the ages of four on the same bus, like first call did. And it, that was a nightmare. So yeah, talk about family life and and being on the road because uh, this Potty is so- training your daughter when she's two two years old on a bus and I'm with yeah, I mean it, it was hilarious. Um, but your family point, was right there with you, like so ready to just to go, ready to do it. I mean, we took I just took toy bags and everything with me into these huge arenas every day and just set stuff up on the floor on a blanket for Courtney. Thankfully, she was a really um, inquisitive, fun, interesting little child. She always wanted to build things or find out how things worked. Or, um, But we had a 10-month-old, a 3-month-old, my daughter who was 2, and a 4-year-old all on the same bus trying to sleep with parents jumping out of bunks if anybody woke up. Um, it was it was a lot of life crammed into a small space for a while there. <laughs> Yes. And that, that makes sense. <laughs> you no, know, I, I definitely understand. I, I, you know, I wonder if you could offer any words of wisdom to, because I mean, people, hopefully if we do get back to normal, yeah. people will, musicians still need to go out and, you know, it is a, it's easier for a young person to hop into a van and drive around. But there, I mean, there sure. are plenty of us older musicians that still um, need to, or like to go out. And a lot of times sure. you just, it, when you're gone that long, you need to be with your family. So what, what advice would you have to, to people who are going to be in that situation, whether they you can know, bring I, them or not? I think, yeah, I think if you can, like, um, the, this band I sing with in town called the Eagle Maniacs. Life in the fast lane, sure to make you lose your mind. Life in the fast lane, Eagles and the band is incredibly good and we take a bus we take bus trips sometimes because we do corporate events and um one of the jonathan crone brought his daughters on one trip and it was awesome Mm -hmm. it was wonderful we they were wonderfully behaved but it was just so fun to have them there and know they were having that time with their dad he left his sons at home but he brought his daughters (laughs) um it was great but we do i think the thing that i would say is give yourself space to have separation as well, because when you're just together all the time without, like we didn't have hotel rooms uh, with, with some of the tours that I was out. Like we just were on the bus or in the arena. And half the time the arena had no hot water or any privacy. So that got to be very, for me as a somewhat of an introvert, (laughs) like I needed some space by myself. I think if you have respect for your space and other people needing that space too, it's great to have family members around, but it's hard. Yeah, I think a lot of people see the idea of this tour as being this really fun thing when really a a lot of time (laughs) of it is spent you seeking out your alone time because really all you really want to do is is play, but you got to go through all the stuff of sitting in a vehicle or, or... Exactly. Um, or, or waiting or, you know, sound check. Then we got to go back and go eat and the stuff like that. So to do it with a family is, is. Yeah. Is, it's tough. 
And maybe it's even tougher it's, now. Maybe it was just, you know, you think back of the 60s and 70s and 80s as like a little bit, you know, everyone was a little bit freer with life, you know. Now it's like everything's got to be strict, you know, and, and even. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if it's for it's, everybody. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, I think um, I just finally learned at, at certain points to just get into the bunk. And anybody that's listening that knows what that means, you just pull the curtain, you get in the bunk. And just to make sure I had some time without anybody talking to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, emotionally, it got it got overwhelming to just be talking to people all the time. Right. Well, did, and and this was, I guess, sort of the sort of the peak. There was a peak period of your touring, and I think mm-hmm. you've you've now come to where you're you're more situated. I mean, you still, like you say, you still yeah. tour uh, for mm-hmm. for shows, but it's um, I think you're you're splitting your time in town more. Right. True. Yes. Very like, obviously, much. you're teaching, but you're doing a lot more theater again. Yes, that's been one of the, the most wonderful things about the last eight or nine years has been working with Studio Ten and Nashville Shakespeare Festival and some other companies in town. I kind of just walked away from a lot of that when my recording career started because I was just on the road. Right. And there were things would come up, and I'm just like, I didn't even audition for anything. And in the last decade, even, I think I've just gone, oh, this would be fun. This would be interesting to try. Let's try this, too. And I have a a wide palette of, I sometimes call myself very schizophrenic, but I like a lot of different kinds of music. I love musical theater passionately. And that was sort of what I thought I might end up doing earlier in my life for a profession. So it's so fun to come back around and use that muscle again and then again on the eagle maniacs thing all of a sudden i'm in, in club singing with a band again which is also so fun it's almost more fun I than did. the road really it's so weird <laughs> especially yeah. if it's if it's like if you're getting you're just driving up the road downtown nashville to go do a show and then go back home yes. that's a it, yes. you know it you know and it, a, a lot a of people blast. would actually a lot of people on the road may prefer you know it's just sort of this you know you never you never know what you really want oh i want to be on the road and, and have a lot of fun oh i'm tired of that i want to be playing in the the bars it's just always a back and forth i'm sure yeah but, i say diversity is your best friend as an artist yeah um well, of just course, being diverse i like what mm-hmm. i like uh, but you are always going to think of your family first and think of your your uh, prioritize life and then career then and then you know, hobby or whatever, but you know, it doesn't sound like you have time for a hobby. You're, I don't have a hobby. Super... <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> People say, either. what's your hobby? And I go, I don't have one. I really don't. Hey, Nan Gurley and you, you got that. Yes. That, and of course she's, we, she's a, she's a hoot. I've done she is. lots of stuff, with, but talk about uh, the, the women who dare to believe. Oh, look at you knowing that. Um, Nan and I um, grew up here together, doing theater together. Um, we met uh, at Opryland and doing theater here in town. And we began writing sketch comedy years ago, sort of as therapy, honestly, because we grew up in a really conservative, legalistic type of theology. Mm-hmm. And we started to actually look at how we could make fun of not the, the not the truth of what we believed, but the trappings around it. So we came up with this sketch comedy we started doing years ago. That turned into the first album that Reunion Records cut was actually our comedy group called, um, what was the name of the group? Ariel. And the the project was called Bless This House, Please. And it was a weekend (laughs) with this nuts family. Um, And then she and I have continued to work together and write together. And um, a few years ago, I said, we should write a musical about women from the Bible that just meet each other 
in different times in history, they just interact and write some music with it and keep it very simple. No sets, none of that. Just So we came up with this project where we play 22 different women from the Bible. And we use this 20 foot long piece of scarlet material that represents the blood of Christ that runs in both directions, um, past and future. And we just, we staged it to where we could take it and do it anywhere pretty simply using, you know, tracks and just us. And we wrote a two semester kind of Bible study that goes with it. While we were doing the research, it was so fascinating to, to find out what was happening with these women historically and in their lives and how much we all have in common. Um, and, and this has just become another fun thing the two of us have done over the last 10 years, really. Well, that's so fun that you ask about it. Well, I, mean, yeah, I, I was trying to remember often. a lot about you. And, and, and of course, uh, that's so sweet. Nan Gurley, uh, you know, I did these back in the 80s, I guess. There was a lot of little youth youth group musicals yes, that youth were really musicals. yes yes so i did friends a, are friends forever and yeah, <laughs> yeah friends I, or, i'm in the video of that somewhere uh mm. yeah so yeah, nan yeah I so a lot it. of these things you know and then of course we we i probably went to the women's prison many times with doing shows there yes. with her, but, uh and this is yes. when i was growing up here i was also cutting my teeth in theater so uh and speaking right. of women in the bible your character in this play is um yes dorcas in 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 acts doris is what my dad has has renamed her because this is all modernized and so you 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 did such a wonderful amazing job pulling this character to life uh and also and because she came to life you know as the woman that was raised um and what i gotta i gotta commend you because you came in here with just the sheet music and and just a few kind of guiding notes because we were still piecing all this thing to piecing this thing together. I mean, there was a script written, but a lot of times it was just easier just to say, "Hey, come you, over you one after." It, you made it happen. I mean, I remember thinking you were so wonderful with how you produced that session and how you you guided me through it well because I wasn't sure how it was going to come together. I was like, "Hmm." Well, we we wonderful to work with. It it it, it uh, most of the work is done when you bring in someone of super uber talent like yourself, and oh, you're so kind. I knew that we weren't going to go wrong with any of the quality. We just wanted to kind of up up the uh, the 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 drama of it, and uh, I think maybe sometimes less direction is better. Uh, this is definitely like making a movie more than making a uh, yeah. a, a piece of theater. Uh, I mean, one day we'd like to get this thing, you know further along yes. you know maybe a reading soon or something like that i would, that would love for wonderful. you to, to come and do that you'd better ask me to absolutely oh of course yes i would love that and so it, and you had me saying you had me sing something else yeah there was a, the, other, at the very end there's when it's like the cool cast fun oh it's it's a crazy song it's it's basically one of my dad's old songs that he re kind of okay, kind of rewrote right. and we did some other stuff um and um so you are actually singing with with another character um the two right. women together uh, and her uh, this uh, singer Ingrid Dehan uh she played a uh, a saved prostitute and so you, the, or or and you're you're the women coming in singing it's the story of Jesus um yes. as we lead up to the finale of the show so it's it's a great moment and again you guys didn't sing together no. You, you sounded so great together. Just it lined, worked it, out really well. At one point, well. I'm like, wait, am I double-tracking this person? Because So I was really happy, uh, especially yes. when 
and also I think he, some of the other male characters are singing along too. So it's that was also a very tricky thing. There was not too many moments in the re- production of this recording where everybody was together. I think the only time I had singers together was when we had the um, the gospel choir come in for the the um, right. end of Act One song, and hmm. um, and that was already. I mean, you know, our studio is super tiny, so uh, to bring in about eight people. Uh, in there oh, and have enough blast, headphones though. for everybody and I would kept yeah. tripping over everybody's headphone wire <laughs> and uh again uh just... yeah but you know what you're doing I mean I really think you just had it and you're and you're so chill to work with you're so fun because you're just unflappable which is really nice I had no, well I was you know after this is one of those moments just very similar to the Grammys where a lot of times I would be like I can't wait for this session <laughs> can I get out to of be, here <laughs> I want to get out of here I, I love this, but I, I'm not enjoying I'm leave. Yeah. I really <laughs> didn't come to enjoy a lot of this I until didn't. I was sitting at home mixing, like with my headphones yeah, on, you know, because that's, you know, and then my dad would be just like, what's the next? I want to hear what's going on. Oh, so, I know. So um, oh, it, I know. it definitely. You're awesome dad and your awesome sister. and Oh, my sister's love... on this too. Yeah. And actually, yes. uh, you know, she's part of the ensemble everywhere, you know, every, every, you know, yes. really needed her. Amazing and you've worked vocalist. with, you've worked with her at Studio 10 too. And she's awesome. She's also a tap dancer in this show. There's, there's, I know. A... I'm just thinking about all the things I've seen her do. She has got such a huge skill set as an actor, a dancer, a choreographer, makeup artist, vocalist. Yes. And Designer. She's, she's I mean, stunningly it's beautiful. She's just got the whole thing going on. <laughs> Hey, before I forget, you, uh, talk about your book, your, your books. Your... My books? Oh, my goodness. I have three books. Um, Blessed are the desperate, for they will find hope. It was actually taken from my journals when I went through a divorce years ago. And I never intended, there again, never, <laughs> never had not ever written a book, never intended to publish a book, much less publish a book that personal. Um Wow. It, it really came about just from several editors and friends of mine who said, I think your story could help other people. And then from that book, I started writing God Loves Messy People um, because I began to be really interested in interviewing other people about their stories and how God had used really upside down situations for good. Mm. And then in the middle of my own messy life, I went through a clinical depression which I never wanted to write about. And the publishing company, Harvest House, wonderful company, said, you really need to write about depression. I don't want to write about depression. You need to write about depression. Mm. So this little thin book uh, took me about two years to write called The Ladder Out of Depression. Wow. So I, And I'm always kind of writing, um, but I haven't done anything since those three. So we'll see. <laughs> well, this is a time for us to take advantage of uh yes you have I'm trying jeff i'm well, trying yeah i'm not i'm not pushing you here i'm not your life coach this isn't a no, mastermind session i what, know what i'm saying is that you you've blessed so many people with your singing with your acting you. with with your just just being around you and you know I, as much as i've seen you perform i've seen you performing more than i've actually like spent time and hanging out with you so i hope that we can yeah. um we could all get a community together during that this time, after this time, whatever. Let's do. Uh, and I think it, carrying the mm, spirit that'd be of, awesome. you know, just thinking about the, the musical again, the kingdom come where this is the beginnings of the yes. church starting their community. That's mm. something that we need to continue. And, and, and yes, uh, that's something wonderful that could come out of this time for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And the timing of this project. Yeah. 
It's, it's you know, no accident, right? Well, no it, it, I guess so. And you know, the great thing is that my dad wrote this in the late '80s, so it's yeah. been it's been around on his mind. I actually grew up remembering some of these songs. So when we started kind of putting the thing together, I went, awesome. "Wow, I, I, wow, you wrote that? I thought that was something yeah. I heard on the radio." <laughs> Wow. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I keep saying to myself, and it's, I believe it's really true. God knew exactly who was going to be alive right now during this time, during this pandemic, during this economic shutdown. And he knew what was going to come out of it, who would be here and steward it, steward the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's yeah. the right word. Yeah. I like what you but, said about taking the upside down situation and using for good. Uh, yeah. That's he knew oh. this project in the 80s was going to happen now, which is just kind of wild when you think about it. Um, oh, I, if you start, I love that. <laughs> if you start in sitting, sit and think, which is a great thing to do right now, start and really think yeah, about sitting and think. <laughs> how intricate and complicated everything is. You, there's no way yeah. you could think mm. uh, otherwise mm -hmm. that it's, it's all working uh, according to a, a plan. The sovereignty of God, yes. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. it's been a blessing to have you uh, on Thank the project. You for me. Oh, and just to talk about your life. I mean, we've barely scratched the surface. And oh, my life is blessed. It's hey. good. And and it's <laughs> it's wonderful to, to have your uh, perspective um, on career. I hope other people uh, that you work with in school and that you that you perform with yeah. uh, get a chance to uh, get to know you better and pick your brain um, because I think. As I've mentioned, a lot of people recently, we all need mentors. I mean, yeah. even even the mentors need mentors. But we, I we, know, I I never pictured myself being in that kind of situation, and I am finding myself being asked a lot of questions by the next generation of artists, and um, it's it's a humbling thing, and it's also a really gratifying thing to be able to just speak into where they are, and listen to them. And cheer them on and, and try to just encourage what they have uniquely to bring. Um, yes, we all do need that, that community. Well, uh, we're going to try to keep this community going uh, with, with, the, with this show. So at some point, uh, whether we creatively perform this <laughs> somehow or if we actually do it the real way, I, I'd love for you to continue to be a part of it. I would be honored. I would love it. Yes. Well, thank you, Bonnie Keen, everybody. It's been been great thank listening you, to her chat, and and let's uh, let's follow her. All links to some cool stuff about her will be in the show notes. And um, thanks again, everyone, for listening. If I told you. I know it's hard to understand it for myself But he touched me And gave me a brand new star All for nothing Cause there was nothing I could do Everybody Knows me as a giver tell you Jesus breathed new life in me He owed me nothing but 
gave me everything in return He soaks me when I'm dry And he dries me when I cry I love him because he first loved me Until he came and touched my weary heart.